Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. And now Tracy Sandler is entering the building. Tracy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. We missed you. What's popping? Oh, you know, a lot of 49ers, a lot of training camp and preseason football. A lot of I we love the uh the mix and match of the um no oh, you already hit it Alex thank you the uh, mix and match of the Barbie movie and the Niners thing you got going on a lot thank of kids a lot of kids oh, thank you I got I've got a few more are we live right now yeah we are we are yeah okay. Sandler on the show well I well I have a few more coming but I don't want to give away who they are. So I would have told you guys if we weren't live, but it's been really fun and people really seem to like them. So uh, I've been having a good time with them, even though it's a kind of my own take on the meme, because I know in theory, Ken's job is like, like what I did with Brandon Ayuk, like his job is catch. But with some of them, I say that his job is tight end, but it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. The, do the players know you're doing it? Uh, they do. It depends on the player, but like Kittle knows I'm doing it. He loved his. Uh, so it depends on the player, but yes. I mean, I think they all know I'm doing it. Some of them interact with it and engage. Some don't, but I do believe they all know it's happening. And I did it for Kyle Shanahan. I saw that. Yeah. Are you getting requests to do different players? Are some yeah. of the players saying do one for me? Did anyone do that? I haven't done. I haven't gotten a do one for me yet. I am getting requests, <laughs> but I haven't gotten a do one for me yet. I think if we were in the locker room, because we don't get in the locker room till the season starts. I mean, yes, like we're in the locker room after a game. We don't get in the locker room during the week until the season starts. Then I feel like that might be different. But I'm going to ride this trend as long as I can, and I don't think this Barbie trend is going anywhere. So we have a lot of time. I really would like some random undrafted preseason guy to just go off because that's a great Ken right there. Um, but I'll probably do one for Ronnie Bell because he went to Michigan and he looked pretty good minus the one play today, but I still got to do Debo. There are a number, there are a number coming along. Debo's Debo's can be an interesting one. Um, the Niners trace have, the highest of expectations. Um, mm-hmm. I would let's start let's start with the elephant in the room, the quarterback position. Brock Purdy the elephant. I think it's just it's like the quarterback in the room. I think is yeah, the, the quarterback maybe always is the elephant. Uh, what are you hearing? What are the rumblings? Are we gonna see Purdy as the one, Lance as the two, and Darnold as the three, which even to say out loud is kind of crazy. Is that that's is that is the presumed order, pecking order of of the nation? Is that what we're gonna see in week one? Purdy is the number one. That is, is like Purdy is the number one. He's the guy. 
So now the battle is between Lance and Darnold for the backup position. And on Sunday, Lance certainly had an opportunity to differentiate himself in that battle. He definitely did not do that. He he is traditionally, and I say traditionally with a grain of salt because he hasn't played that much football, but he is traditionally a slow starter. We've seen that in practice where it takes him a little while to get going. But Sunday was not a great day. The stats make it look like it was a great day. But if you were actually watching, it was not. He had a touchdown that really was basically an interception where he got lucky. I mean, the, the Raiders, you know, corner like had it, bobbled it, and batted it into the hands of Ross Dwelly. I almost think like the Raiders corner should potentially get credit for throwing the touchdown pass. So that was really helpful for Trey. Then he later had an interception that it wasn't one, but the guy dropped. I mean, it looked as if he threw it right to him and he just somehow dropped it. It was reminiscent of Joukowsky Tart in the NFC Championship game. And I'm sorry, for ers fans, if you're listening, but that is really what it looked like. So this is a case where the stats don't tell a lot of the story. He had flashes. He had a couple really good passes. He had a nice 12-yard pass to Willie Sneed. He had a dime to Chris Conley. But all in all, it wasn't great. Now, he doesn't shoulder all the blame. He was with a backup offensive line that did him zero favors. Seemed to be much better with Sam Darnold, but was the line much better or was Sam Darnold much better? I would guess probably Sam Darnold was much better. It's not like they were like, okay, for Sam, we're bringing in Trent Williams. We're going to have the starting group there. It was it was pretty much the same guys, So, but twos and threes in, in that case. So, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Darnold only played 16 minutes. Kyle Shanahan said that was to protect him because he was with the twos and the threes and they certainly didn't want him to get hurt. I think we'll see a lot more of Sam Darnold this coming weekend. We'll probably see a little bit of Brock Purdy, but they're going to be really careful there. But the battle, you know, wages on. I mean, I would say before this game, I was of the opinion if they were going to have a true backup, I kind of have this little thought that maybe they just keep all of them and really don't name a backup. Like, Darnold and it's the depth chart becomes or which they did on their unofficial depth chart last week but maybe maybe they do that but I don't know if if Trey doesn't look significantly better come this Saturday and the following Saturday then I think it is Sam Darnold's job I'm not sure there's anything to be done with Trey Lance there this is not a team that's in a position to be losing quarterbacks because of the rate at which they lose quarterbacks so they, I think, will keep all three of them. But Trey Lance did not do a lot to help himself. And it's hard for me to say that because I really like Trey Lance, the person. He's a, he's a really good guy, and he works really hard, and he's had bad luck. But unfortunately, those are his circumstances, and they're, uh, they've all led him to where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, have you seen any sort of indication? No, you're good. Have you seen any sort of indication of utilization for Trey and other kind of packages that that they would kind of show in the offense like they utilized when he was a rookie? Where I know some of that was just to like get him some run, but he obviously has a, a slightly different skill set than than Brock and Sam do. Um and they tried to utilize his legs in, in his first year. Would there be anything like that? potentially they probably wouldn't show us anything like that. If we see something like that, we can't report it. So um, those are just like the rules and guidelines. Those are things you can't report. And 
probably to be safe, they'd be extra careful in not showing us anything sure. like that. So I would imagine just conjecture and just thinking about it. It's definitely a possibility if they have him. I, mean, I don't really think at this point they're, if he plays how he played on Sunday, if it's not significantly better, they're not going to have a trade partner. And I just don't think, like I said, that they're in a position to get rid of him at the moment. They do have three starters and they probably need to keep three starters. So I think if you have him potentially, but I don't know, you know, I think we saw with Taysom Hill, you don't know how effective that is and how disruptive that ends up being to an offense. I kind of think that's the kind of thing you can do once or twice, but it ends up being somewhat disruptive to an offense. And this is an offense and a team that's done really well. Obviously they have a tremendous amount of talent, but they also have tremendous chemistry. Mm. And I don't know how much. I couldn't couldn't agree more. Like I, every time they bring in these packages, I mean, we used to see it in college all the time at our university with Tyrone swoops. And again, totally good guy. What university was that again? The university of Texas at Austin. Thank you. Okay. Just wanted to make sure the people knew <laughs> just just the people oh the people always know in our show at university we're discussing okay. yeah okay. How <laughs> you the the love will not be reciprocated no one will be saying go blue i do i do think that it can get very disruptive while it'd be fun to see maybe once or twice like bringing lance in creates and swirls all these questions that you don't need in a locker room to a team that was in the nfc championship game last year and had purdy not gotten hurt we could be talking about a completely different super bowl like a chiefs niners rematch that could have been in the works um i think darnold is the most 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 interesting uh of the three because he's a guy that we've loved. Clearly, it didn't work out for him in New York, whether it was his fault or Adam Gase's fault. Uh, we thought it'd be better in Carolina. It looked to be off to a good start. He got hurt. It was never the same again. Lost the job to P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield, you name it, whoever was whoever was ready to suit up ahead of him in Carolina. But this is an offense that if you make minimal mistakes and can get the ball out quick and make decisions quick, the offensive line is going to help you tenfold, uh, and the weapons are so many. Um so if Purdy does go down selfishly, I'd be a little inclined or a little interested and intrigued to see Sam Darnold with Shanahan and to see if he can operate this offense. Cause I think it, I think it works well with his skill set. I feel like and he I, looked I pretty good in, in the preseason game. He did. And I think, I think I actually got myself off track. What I was going to, I think what I was going to say was before yesterday, I felt it should be Lance because I felt like, you know what you have in Sam Darnold. So you keep Sam Darnold but you know exactly what that is. So you know it's there. It's a great safety net. But with Lance, there is a higher ceiling in theory, and you don't know what you have. But to me, Sunday's game, and I don't want to overreact to a preseason game in which both of them were with twos and threes the entire time. But Sunday's game would say to me that if, but that that, the not knowing what you have could derail the season. So I think if it continues at that rate, it will be Darnold. And Lance will probably be st- still be on the team, but it will be Darnold. And if that is the case, then eventually for Trey Lance, probably the best thing is for him to be able to get traded because mm-hmm. it won't be here. Trey Lance may end up being a really good quarterback. He needs to play. And he's just not on a team anymore where he's going to have that opportunity, even if he is the backup. And I've said this, I think, ad nauseum on everything, but the reality is last year they had the time where – The idea was from week one to week 18, he would improve dramatically. That was the hope. They had enough around him that they'd win enough games to get a wild card spot. 
they go to the playoffs and then you see he got hurt in week two. He didn't have that. They don't have that kind of time anymore. They mm-hmm. don't like the word Super Bowl window. They don't like talking about, you know, how much time is left, but they have been really clear and vocal about getting to what they've all been calling the last game this year and winning it. This, this is their time this year and next year. So they just, unfortunately for Trey don't have the time anymore to develop a quarterback. Yeah. They need and one that's developed. It seems like opposite, honestly, because they don't have the time, but I feel like he does because he's only 23 Absolutely. years old. And so like and we're seeing a resurgence from Geno Smith, who's in his thirties now. And it's like mm-hmm. guys, you know, it can take some time for them to mature and grow into their own. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers didn't, become a great quarterback until you know year three year year four right when he took over for brett Favre, I mean, he it took him some time to to learn i mean obviously he wasn't thrown in the thick of things like trey was he didn't have a injury yeah, but Trey but... really wasn't thrown into the thick of things i mean trey was just in a very interesting situation he was drafted to a team that was kind of super bowl ready he was drafted to a team where he was never going to start that year even though twitter and the fans really want him to he was never starting that year it was always jimmy garoppolo's job that year so he was actually drafted into a team where he w- had the luxury of sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo and learning from Jimmy Garoppolo and learning that offense and learning the team. But what he hasn't had is playing time. He played one year in college. That's the other thing. That's the difference between like an Aaron Rodgers or Brock who played all four years. So he played one year in college. He played two years, two games that first year. He got hurt then too. I mean, that's another thing when, when you talk about using him in packages Trey gets hurt and it's football. So I'm not, that's not Trey's fault, but Trey got hurt in his third preseason game of his career. He got hurt in the game against Arizona when he came in for Jimmy, he did not get hurt against Houston. And then he got hurt week two, the first year he started. So he really wasn't thrown in the thick of things because he had that year and he had this time in his second year, but you know, no matter what they say, they did sign Jimmy Garoppolo last year at the end of training camp. And yes, he was available. And yes, circumstances what were, were what they were. But if they were confident that last year's plan of getting him from week one to week 18 to improve was going to work, they weren't signing Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think the Lance thing, and I, I looked at Aaron Rodgers' stuff because I think it's a good it's a good example in the situation. Rodgers didn't play his first three years. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a single not a single start. Uh, his first year, he attempted 16 passes, then 15, then 28. And then in his fourth year, he attempted 536. And the team went, oh my 16. god, that's his and arm. The, the team went, uh, yeah, and the team went, <laughs> the team went six and ten, though. And like by the time he was okay, 26 years old in his fifth season, that's when they went 11 and five. Um, and, and the Niners just don't have that time right now. They, so, what I think the best thing for Trey is if he can look better this week and better the next week, he will stay on this roster. And I've said this for a long time. He will stay on this roster. And come the trade deadline, someone will get hurt somewhere. Someone might get hurt in San Francisco. They may have a glaring need they didn't realize they needed. Yesterday, it looked like that need might be at nickel, but that could be the one issue that they have on their defense. But they will have a need they didn't know they needed. Someone will go down. And all of a sudden... They're looking for trade partners. And maybe there's a team that says, you know what? We see something in this guy and we're not going, we're certainly not going to the playoffs this year, but we can develop this quarterback. And so maybe they are able to use him as part of a package, but I just think he needs the opportunity to play. It's just, I just don't think it's going to be in San Francisco. 
which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It's just very peculiar for a franchise who continuously makes excellent moves, like great signings, great trades, great drafts. This is that move was very peculiar to begin with, and giving up all those picks to get Trey Lance to get absolutely nothing out of him and not even really know if he's a bust is very disappointing. At least the Jets, by and large, got to see what they wanted to see out of Zach Wilson. Like whether right. it was good, bad, or absolutely ugly, which it was a majority of the time, they at least got to know, like, okay, like we made our move and, and you know, we died on this hill, but we at least saw what happened. This whole Trey Lance thing is just gonna be chalked up to potentially as it sounds like like it sounds from you to a major what if. It might be. I I am of the opinion though, and this might be a stretch, but I really am of the opinion if they don't draft Trey Lance, they don't draft Brock Purdy. So there is something to be said for that. Like all of these things lead to something else and they weren't really drafting a quarterback necessarily last year. I mean, they were going to have to add a guy. Brock was somebody that they were interested in and they had done some research on and Brian Greasy was very into Brock, um, the 49ers quarterbacks coach. So it was someone they did want, but they never had, they not drafted Trey. There was no chance that Brock Purdy was the guy they drafted. So I guess, you could look at it that way. And I think, I know fans get really upset about it and the picks, like the picks are gone. It's done. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they do make good moves and they've been in the NFC championship three out of the last four years. And they've been to the Super Bowl, and they'll probably get at least to the NFC championship game this year. So I think like it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, it kind of is what it is. And the draft is always a crapshoot. And, and I understand what Kyle Shanahan was doing. I know what he thought he wanted and it's unfortunately circumstance got in the way too this is a such a different conversation if Trey doesn't get hurt last year in week two because even if he was bad like even if they go they start him for eight games and they're like this is kind of a disaster we're three and five we're bringing Jimmy in at least they would have had like you said the eight games to be like okay it's not what we thought it was a disaster but circumstance just killed it and it's yeah. it's unfortunate for everybody really especially I, for Trey. i think bringing up the results of the team is like something that's really important when you consider mm-hmm. that the move to go up and get lance because they went to the super bowl and i think the general consensus was whether that was whether it was the the case you know in the the front office of the 49ers or not was that jimmy garoppolo was not the guy and going off of, after they lost that super bowl game right so then they go and they try and make a play to bring in a guy who, if you were looking at it then, not much has changed in regards to how competitive they are, right, Josh? You said, Tracy, they don't call it a window, but the window still, we can it's call a it a window. It's yeah. a window, and there's two more years, like where Trey would have been if it had worked out. They would have been primed with a rookie on, with a, with a QB on his rookie contract to compete for the next two years. And if he had gotten to where they thought he was going to get to, like it would have been a great move. Right. So I think like the considerations and just the perspective of it, it all makes sense. And luckily they went in the silver lining is they went and got Brock and he was able to do what he did last year. And hopefully he can push him even further um, this year and and going forward. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting conversation. The thing that you brought up about the preseason being very telling, but we don't want to overreact about it. I've heard a lot from former players that like you guys are having, less and less opportunities because of the way and the safety precautions that are now put on camp and the way that they're practicing 
that these preseason games are actually more meaningful than they've ever been for a lot of guys, mm. especially the guys on the fringe competing for their jobs. Is that something that Kyle has been communicating with the teams and something that you've been able to at least get a peek in as to like how much emphasis is being put um, on these preseason games in comparison to previous years? I mean, I haven't heard Kyle necessarily say that, but I think they are important. I mean, Kyle loves the joint practices because, because that's because for Kyle, that's where he really, he gets to see his starters. I mean, that's where he gets to see the guys. They're going to get the lion's share of the reps throughout the season and how they do against another team. But I would say you're not wrong because the preseason now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, especially with there being only three games and all the precautions, this is where the guys on the fringe or the guys, even the guys who will make the team, but are they going to be third stringers? They're going to be second stringers. Are they, are there going to be games? They might be able to start in certain situations. That's where these guys get to show what they have going on. And I think the preseason is such a fine line because those starters are going to get some reps, maybe a series, but the last thing you want to happen is like, God forbid Debo Samuel goes out for the season with the Torian ACL in preseason game two. And I'm saying God forbid so that we're not our hands don't come for me. But, you know, God, God forbid that happens. So I think it is important. It's really the only way I think that a team can truly see what they have. Because if, if a guy's been amazing in practice but terrible in the preseason, that's something that the team has to look at. Now – my kind of argument to that is what we see as terrible. Granted, we are football people and football fans and we do analysis and all of the things, but what we see is terrible. Maybe they don't. Cause if you were in a preseason game and you look back at the film and you say, okay, that was not a good throw, but the fact that you had the confidence to make that throw shows me that you've grown or that was a bad route. Like even Ronnie bell, who, um, Go blue. Ronnie Bell had a really good game on Sunday, except for one pass that went right through his hands and into the waiting arms of the Raiders corner. Who I think his name is Sam something. And I don't, it's in my article, but uh, right into the rating arms of him who ran into the two yard line. And then the Raiders get a touchdown. Are the 49ers devastated by this? Because you know, whatever. And no, but Kyle Shanahan said after the game that Ronnie Bell had done a lot of great things and his best route was on that play so that was unfortunate. But to Kyle Shanahan, it's probably more important that Ronnie Bell ran the route than he made a mistake in a preseason game that he has mm -hmm. learned from and now will probably never, ever make again. So I don't know if that made sense. It was a little convoluted. Yeah. 
But I think if you see a guy in practice who's playing well and improving and then is playing not well in a preseason game to our eyes, but when you watch the film actually is doing the right things, he just needs to execute them better. That's really important. That makes sense. No. Yeah. It makes complete sense. I mean, I think if you're seeing a guy execute his routes, you know, he's doing his job, but he needs to be where he's on the field. And yeah, at that point you have to trust him to make the play. And if there's a guy like Ronnie bell and he's making plays across the field in other capacities, you could chalk it up as like a once in a blue moon type drop that it won't happen in the game. And it's important that he is where he needs to be on the field in case the other plays break, right. break out within, you know, the, the play call. Um, what about away from the quarterback and away from the offense and the defensive side of things for the 49ers? There's a lot of, obviously a lot of studs, Nick Bosa reigning defensive player of the year. They brought in Hargrave. They see him soon. <laughs> yeah. They brought it. They brought in uh Javon Hargrave. Armstead's mm-hmm. been a stalwart there. Drake Jackson, Solid as a rookie. He's coming back over there. But then they bring in guys like Cleland Farrell, Taco Charlton, uh, Javon Blue. By the way, it's like Michigan West over there, you guys. Every day there's a new Michigan person. (laughs) Four Uh, players and one quarterback's coach and one beat reporter. It's so fun. (laughs) Do you guys guys sit at the same table at lunch? No, but we do. um, I did a five fun facts with Ronnie Bell last week, and George Kittle came in the middle of it to make fun of us for doing a five fun facts because we both went to Michigan. And he said – Oh, Michigan on Michigan. And Ronnie and I at the exact same time go 100%. <laughs> and so we do finish each other's sentences. <laughs> I mean, you got to give George some slack. You go, he went to Iowa. It, it, I, has, it hasn't been smooth sledding for them. I, may, I mentioned that because he made fun of us. He's like, people from Michigan always tell you where they went to school. And I was like, people from Iowa don't want to admit they went to school there. He didn't love that, but it's all in the five fun facts. You can find it on my Instagram. Go check it. What is Go check it. What is Zinger? Yes, shots being fired over there. It was, it was uh, pretty fun. Are, are you seeing or hearing anything about Cleveland Farrell, Javon Kinlaw, two former big prospects taken in the top fifteen each? So uh, Cleveland Farrell is an interesting one because Chris Kasarek, the Fortnite's defensive line coach has developed this reputation of resurrecting careers. Like they, they come to the Fortnite's and then Chris Kasarek turns them into like, maybe not all pros, but some of them, yes. And he, resurrecting careers. And Cleveland Farrell is one who has looked good in practice. He had a big play yesterday against his former team. So that one is kind of an interesting one to watch. And it, it's kind of that story where you like want this to be the Chris Kasarek guy. Like this is the one that he's resurrected him. So I, that's an interesting one to watch. Javon Kinlaw is another one, not like Trey, but again, like a guy that you want to root for because he is a good person and you want him to do well. And he's been through injury after injury. And he certainly, his physicality looks his best by far this season. I think people were disappointed on Sunday to not see a whole lot out of him. I actually am of the opinion that the fact that he wasn't mentioned much is a good thing because in the past it's been like, and then Javon Kinlaw blew that one again, you know, or, or Javon Kinlaw got hurt and he's out for six weeks. He has to have another knee surgery. So I kind of have the opinion of the opinion that that could have been a good thing. That's something I'm actually, we're going to do a conference call with Kyle Shanahan later. And that was something I wanted to ask him and watching the film kind of, what did he see out of Javon? So, you know, I do think he'll make this team, but this is a make or break year for him. And perhaps he's had make or break years a lot, but he's one that's just going to be, he's a tough one. He just, and it comes down to, and I hate to say this because again, I, I do really like him. 
Um, and I'm a nice person, so I don't want to be mean to people, but I think it's going to come down to like, maybe he's just not that good. Like, yes, he's had a lot of injury issues and it, but it, it might just come down to the fact that he may just not be that good. And we are going to get a real, assuming he does stay healthy, we're going to get a real education in that in the coming weeks. Yeah. It's funny that you say that it's a place that, you know, guys get their careers resurrected. Cause I mean, I'm looking at this roster. There's so many first round draft picks on this team. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, like, Obviously, the obvious ones are you know, Trent, Trent Williams and, and Trey, Trey Lance. But, I mean, you've got McCaffrey. You've got Kinlaw. You've got Farrell. Um, who else was that? The Taco Charlton, as we, we mentioned as well. I mean, like, just picking up guys that, you know, didn't work out other organizations. And then, of course, you got some veteran receivers. Chris Conley, Willie Sneed. Yeah. Like, guys trying to make a name for themselves again. It's also they Willie have, like, Sneed, Isaiah Oliver, is. too. And, like, they have, well, David, we should talk Marlon about Isaiah Oliver. Uh, Willie Sneed is Eric a funny Armstead. one, though, because – when they signed him, like he years ago was on my fantasy football team, like years ago. And then they signed him. And, and it's just funny to like meet a person like that. I would like take in and out of a drive. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> I was like, but he was like this far away human. Mohammed Sanu was another one like that when they signed him where he was one on my fantasy football team one year. And then it's like, Oh, you're like, you're like a real human. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I was just throwing you some more guys out in Nick's pool of like not first round picks, but second round picks. And Marlon Davidson was a second round pick by the Falcons out of Auburn. And Isaiah Oliver was also a second round pick. And the, the, the Niners have done an excellent job about in finding guys. Obviously they found Fred Warner uh, in the third round, Hufanga in the fifth round, but they also kind of resurrected Sean Gibson's career. Yes. They, they definitely resurrected Deshaun Gibson's career. Deshaun Gibson took Jimmy Ward out of their future plans. I mean, that's kind of bananas that he was good enough that they made the decision that they could move him to nickel, probably realizing that that was the end of his time in San Francisco. And he was going to be expensive and business gets into it. But Deshaun Gibson was good enough that they were like, all right, we can do this. Yeah. I mean, they're across the board. This Niners defense should be what it is. I think that ultimately the biggest question is in the offense. Are you a little worried that the expectations are too high? Because I know you said maybe five, ten minutes ago that they're probably going to go to at least the NFC Championship again. NFC Championship game again. Because for me, I feel like the expectations are almost a little too easy breezy and a little too high and not enough people are saying, wait a second. We have a quarterback who was good last year but was a seventh-round pick. He's coming off a major elbow injury. We don't know what we have in Cappy. Trey Lance. Hold on, sorry. Cappy? Cappy, sorry, Cappy, sorry, you guys are getting live. I don't want her to run out the house. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Save the dogs. It's most important. Yeah, save the, you. The last thing anybody wants on this podcast is Dad. for my dog to go running out of the house because this will take a turn nobody wants to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> At all. <laughs> it turned into like a like a modern day car chase, except with a dog. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I just feel like very everyone's almost two rainbows and pina coladas. Outside the building, that might be true. Inside the building, that is not true. This team is so, so many of the guys, I mean, they lost a lot of guys, but a lot of the guys are still there from the last two NFC Championship games, which stung. I mean, both those games were kind of lost in somewhat dramatic fashion. Like you had the the one against the Rams where Jaquasi Tart drops that interception. I mean, you have Jimmy Garoppolo like playing with massive injuries in that game. Um, He later had to have surgery. Um, so you have that and the dropped interception 
that probably would have sent them to the Super Bowl. So that was dramatic. And then last year for Brock to get his elbow taken off after like two plays. And then Josh, they didn't have any quarterbacks left. I mean, like Christian McCaffrey potentially coming their quarterback. It was like a whole thing. So there's the sting of that. Um, so they know how fragile it is. And then the guys they've brought in save Javon Hargrave, who then went to the Super Bowl, but he knows what that's like those other, the other guys they've brought in, that's guys that we've talked about haven't had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anyone in that building feels that way that may be outside the building, but even outside the building, this is a really good football team. And I, I think Brock is the guy. I mean, Brock is Shanahan said last week that Brock is the real deal. And he was talking a little bit about kind of more about how quickly he recovered from the injury and how ahead of schedule he's been. But Brock is the real deal. And I say that as someone who also sees him every day in the locker room, on the field, in press conferences, and games are not won in press conferences, but there is a way that he carries himself and there's a confidence with which he carries himself. And I would say he's been like that since he got there. You would not have thought of him as the last pick in the draft. And I think he was a good sport about Mr. Irrelevant. I think he there was a point where he probably was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But yeah. he was a good sport about it. But there was a confidence about him right from the get-go. And even his first – I remember his first press conference after the Dolphins game. He walked in, and he it felt like, yeah, this guy's their, their guy. And I think he surprised – a lot of people, I think he surprised the team. I think they knew he was good. I don't know if they knew he was quite this good, but he surprised a lot of people. And in some ways, this is just, now I'm going into a different tangent, but in some ways he's not all that different than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's, there are places he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, potentially time will tell. I mean, Kyle called Jimmy a top 15 quarterback last week, and I've never heard him say that. I don't disagree with it. Like you look at quarterbacks. I think Jimmy is a top 15 quarterback. I don't think he's in the top 10, but I think he's top 15. But in some ways, I think Brock might be a little bit better, but he's not completely dissimilar, which is a benefit for this team that had been quarterback for by Jimmy Garoppolo for the last five, six seasons. And so it's a nice kind of easy transition. But I think Brock's the guy. So I don't know that the expectations are too high. Just think when you have Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Trent Williams and in theory, Nick Bo. Sir, <laughs> and, Fred, and Fred Warner, Fred Warner, yeah. Brandon, I, I want to say goodbye. Have, to Happy must have chewed through the the Wi-Fi. I know we have to say goodbye. We're have to wrap up and say goodbye to Tracy. Um, unfortunately, uh, but now she's like uh, the Wi-Fi is out, so we can't say goodbye necessarily. So, we'll, we'll... oh, uh, murmurs, murmurs in the background. <laughs> Can you hear us? Tracy, <laughs> did you hear that from Nick? The he's blowing bubbles. No, sad. All good. We finished. Oh, your, I, I, you. I, I, Ronnie belled you. I finished your sentence for you. Nick, Thank I, you. you said Nick Bose, and I said, uh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trace, we got to rock and roll because it's the end of the show, uh, typically okay. around a time, but you're the best. Keep doing what you do. It's an absolute joy to watch you kick ass for the Niners. Uh, and because of you, we will be rooting for them. I know it's Alex's, Alex's, it's been Alex's sneaky team for a while, but because of you, we always pull for them a little bit harder each year. Uh, yes. keep doing what you do. Uh, go check her out. You already know who she is. Tracy Sandler. Tracy, thank you so, so much. As Absolutely. Always. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.